Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. From KQED. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Ariana Prail in Fermina Kim. Almond production has skyrocketed in California along with demand. Almonds are now the most profitable crop in the state. But almond trees need help from bees to pollinate, making beehives valuable and now the targets for thieves, especially as bee supply is tightening. So far this year, beekeepers have reported more than 1,000 beehives stolen from orchards across the state. Here with me to talk about the growing problem of beehive thefts and the sophisticated tools and tactics beekeepers are using to protect their bees are Daisy Nguyen, reporter for the Associated Press who recently reported on the beehive thefts. Welcome to Forum, Daisy. Hello. Thanks for having me. And we also have Denise Qualls, president of the Pollination Connection, a company that connects almond, gro- connects almond growers with beekeepers. Welcome, Denise. Thank you. Good morning. And you, our listeners, are welcome to participate as well. If you're a part of the almond farming industry, tell us how bee thefts or the threat of bee thefts is impacting you. And in general, if you have questions about bees that pollinate almond orchards, give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. Or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook or Instagram. We're at KQED Forum. Or email your questions and comments to forum at kqed.org. So set the scene for us, Daisy. Why and how are these bees coming to California? They uh, they come from all over the country and um, particularly this time of year, just before almond flowers are about to bloom, which in California happens quite early um, compared to the rest of the country and uh, our spring arrives around February or March. And um, so in preparation for this massive pollination event, it's considered the, the largest in the world um, because we, the state has about 1.3 million acres of almonds. Wow. Yeah. Um, beekeepers, uh, commercial beekeepers have to bring their hives um, to California because uh, you can imagine you can't have bees um, staying in this California the the rest of the year because there's simply not enough um, foraging uh, 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 wildflowers and and other um, pollinated uh, plant um, pollinating plants for them to forage upon so so they're migratory uh, creatures and and so are the beekeepers they um, they spend their summers usually up in um, Idaho Montana places where there's plenty of uh, uh, wildflowers for them to um, feast upon. And then they come here uh, for almond pollination. And uh, it's, it's considered uh, one of the most uh, orchestrated largest uh, migration of um, bees. Um, and, and it happens around this time, right before the flowers bloom. And then the beekeepers, um, enter into contracts with almond growers to rent the hives and they set them down in the orchard just before the flowers bloom. And that's usually when these 
uh, thefts are occurring. Ah, and Denise, can you yeah, fill us in a little bit more? So why do almond growers need them? How much money is at stake here? Almond growers need uh, bees to pollinate, cross-pollinate their different varieties of their trees. Um, there are some varieties that don't require as many bees, but for the most part, almonds are um, a have-to when it comes to bees for, almond, for pollination. Unlike other crops, not every other tree or crop needs bees, but almonds absolutely does. And and back to you, Daisy Nguyen, tell us what state authorities have state authorities have told you about the thefts and about some of the thefts that you reported on for your story. What is this looking like? They happen, they've been happening sporadically over the years, um, but but it's becoming a growing problem as more almonds are, are being planted. And um, the acreage has just, over the last 20 years, uh, um, the amount of land used for, for almonds have doubled. Um, so they happen sporadically, but but they've been growing. And law enforcement, ha- um, one particular uh, sheriff's d- uh, detective in Butte County, has been keeping track of the hive thefts uh, when he began investigating his first uh, hive case, hive theft case. So since 2013 is when we have uh, record keeping, and and it 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 comes and goes, but but. In just, um, for example, the last year was about, there were about 338 hives that were stolen, but so far this year, we have more than a thousand statewide. And uh, it's really just pure economics. The, 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 the cost of renting a hive has has you know it's really soared. Um, used to twenty about twenty years ago, um, the surveys show that beekeepers were um, renting hives for about less than fifty dollars per hive. Now they're about uh, Denise probably can tell you more than uh, around one hundred thirty dollars. Oh no, we're over two hundred dollars. Right. Excuse me, two hundred thirty. That's okay. Right, two hundred for a standard yeah. eight frame hive. You could pay up to two forty to two fifty for exceptional hives. Well, yeah. So Denise Qualls, who is stealing the beehives, and what do they do with them once they're stolen? Well, if you think about a beehive, most of us probably wouldn't get near one without the proper equipment to do that. So, with that being said, the people that are actually stealing the bees are other beekeepers. Um, they are the ones with the knowledge on how to approach a hive, how to open one, how to remove frames and manage what's internally inside of those hive boxes. So unfortunately, it's their own. It's the beekeeper. Um, The unfortunate part is that they wouldn't be stealing them if there wasn't a demand and if there wasn't someone that was accepting those hives. For the most part, the hives are left um, intact. um, And, you know, if there's a grower that's accepting a hive at a fraction of a cost, there should be a red flag that goes up. Why are we able to to get these premium quality hives at a lower price? Right. We're talking about beehive <clears throat> thefts at almond orchards in California with Daisy Nguyen, reporter with the Associated Press and author of the article, Beekeepers Using Tracking Devices to Protect Precious Hives, and Denise Qualls, president of the Pollination Connection, a company that connects almond growers with beekeepers. And with you, our listeners, what questions do you have about bees that pollinate almond orchards? And if you're in the almond farming industry and having to confront the the beehive thefts, give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866 866- 
866-733-6786 or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook or Instagram. We're at KQED Forum or email your questions and comments to forum at kqed.org. Um, so Denise calls back to you when you were mentioning, you know, who's it's normally other farmers that are, you know, buying these stolen beehives. So it sounds like there isn't a great honor system going on in the almond growing industry if, you know, if farms are buying them knowing that they're stolen. Does that speak to the desperation with the bee supply or something else? With the bee supply, because our supply has, this is probably the first year we've had any significant number of hives that may have not got into the orchard. But for the most part, the supply has been very um, is, is thin, and we have very limited number of bees throughout the United States that we can even bring to California. So we've exceeded the ability for beekeepers to manage their hives um, for almond pollination. So if we have continued to have the 40% winter die-offs that we have because of CCD and other types of um, variables related to the decline of bee health, um, the value just keeps going up because the supply keeps going down. Mm. Um, we do have, um, I would say farmers probably don't know that they're stolen because sometimes the insides of the hives are removed. We call them frames and that's where the bees are on. So um, thieves will take the inside of the hive and leave the outer hive box. So people wouldn't necessarily know that there's nothing inside until they go to look at them. And I've, we've probably had a good dozen uh, thefts this year, which is considerably higher than in the past. And part of it is because we can actually track the hives now. We, um, I'm also the head of pollination uh, services at Bee Hero, and we have a device that we have in our, our hives for our beekeepers to manage their hives throughout the year. The other option or, or um benefit to this particular device. It's a sensor that goes in the hives. It has GPS tracking capabilities. So not only does the beekeeper know where their hive is, but the grower also sees where that hive is. So if you don't see that um, little spot on your map, when you look at your app in the morning and it's gone, then you know that your hive has been removed or stolen. So we've added, uh, we have this functionality with what we have. It's part of our service that we offer at no charge, but not every beekeeper has the ability to, to do that. So typically when they're being stolen, it's a visual. So if once the hives go into an orchard, the beekeeper will go back to his respective state, may or may not go back and check on the hives. And the only way that you know that they're gone is by going out there and doing a visual or the grower goes and checks to see what the hive count is and if it's off then we know there's a problem okay and denise are they being recovered more now with with this added technology well um they are if they're hives that are stolen with that with that gps we've used um our gps system not specifically for bees, but one of our trucks of one of our uh, workers was stolen, which had our devices in it. And we were able to recover the vehicle because we activated the devices and knew exactly where the vehicle went and notified the police. And we found the vehicle. Um, it was still running, but um, we can find it. But for reporting it, I mean, that's, that's, um, Another aspect of, of being able to find them is if people even know it and they report it. Um, beekeepers should make sure that their hives are well marked. Farmers should know who they're getting their bees from. And then everyone should be aware that if there are is activity in an orchard that looks suspicious, it probably is. Uh -huh. 
And Daisy, where does this leave the almond industry? Are there bigger efforts or organizing happening around this issue? And and somewhat related, actually, we have a listener comment from John who writes, could part of the solution be as simple as growing more wildflowers here? The climate here is certainly better than Idaho and Montana. And while that doesn't directly address hive theft or bee die-off, it could add to supply. Are those kinds of conversations happening um, at a governmental level? Um, What's going on there? It is. It's happening um, in uh, on the state level. The the, the um, this year's budget, the it's the uh, in California, the in Sacramento has um, they have set aside about fifteen million dollars to fund an effort to grow more um, wildflowers and pollinating habitat in on working lands, meaning farms, ranches. Uh, almond orchards. And uh, that should help somewhat, but the bees, they do migrate. Um, They go to different parts of the country to um, pollinate oranges and apples and so on. So it's just part of the pattern for um, commercial beekeepers is what they do. But it does, this is an an ongoing effort to help um, all pollinating um, insects. And uh, meanwhile, the uh, almond industry is um, very aware of their dependence on bees and trying to um, fund research to improve their health, as well as um, growing um, so-called self-fertile almond varieties that still depend on bees, but less so. And they're also looking at how to be more efficient about pollinating this forest, like how how many hives are are necessary to pollinate a certain, um, for example, an an acre of um, almonds. So those are all ongoing efforts to try to address this issue. All right, well, let's go to a caller, Adrian in Sacramento. Adrian, you're on. Hi, how are you? Go right ahead. Um, I wondered what can we, just the general citizen, do about this? How can we help? Because I cannot believe people are stealing beehives. That's ridiculous. Denise Qualls, do you have any thoughts on how an everyday person who just wants to help out with the bees? Well, I think um, basically pay attention to anyone that's removing beehives from the orchard, but as a, a person living in a a city environment or an urban environment. I don't know that there's a lot that you can do personally, but maybe just be an advocate for bees and bee friendly habitats and, you know, any government type of situation that occurs that you're a proponent of that when it comes to improving honeybee health. Yeah. Great. And oh, Daisy, did you want to chime in? Um, reporting on this story has certainly deepened my appreciation for almonds and what it takes, you know, to get an almond to this to my um, to the store shelves. So, uh, I I'm just a more conscientious consumer as a, as a result. Um, and and but personally, in, in my household, we have a, a backyard hive that uh, we like to keep for fun. But I I think it's also um, bees help a uh, benefit from being in an urban environment as well because there's so much more um, uh, nectar, well, nectar yeah. Uh, yeah. pollen yeah. for them well and as far as thefts are concerned um, agricultural false. theft has increased dramatically over the years you know stealing wire and pumps and anything that has of any value and with our um 
I feel like that if someone isn't there to buy it, people wouldn't be stealing it if there wasn't a market for it. Mm-hmm. So um, somewhere we've got to stop that cycle as well. And a thousand hives doesn't sound like a lot, but when you look at what that could potentially do to someone's crop and their livelihood, it it's substantial. Well, Jamie writes, missing from this conversation is the fact that honeybees are not native and saying that they are migrating around the country is false. Beekeepers are moving them based on demand of growers. There are thousands of species of native bees that naturally occur here and pollinate for free, but due to loss of habitat and farms that grow monocultures, their habitat has been destroyed. We should be talking about how we need to change the current farming system in this country, which doesn't promote the preservation of natural habitat. And another listener writes, I plant bee-friendly plants in my garden. It is terrible that thefts are occurring. I have dif- great difficulty summoning sympathy for almond growers, however. It is not an efficient use of water, which is in short supply. And Mary tweets, time to put those Apple tracking devices in them. So um, I think... Oh, yeah, Denise Qualls. Yeah, what's your response to, to some of these comments, particularly that well, are kind of critical of... Yeah, well, you know, I, I just, I, I whittle that down to how do we, how do we support all the people in the world and, and keep our food supply safe and available? If we didn't have bees going to these different locations, you wouldn't have an apple in the grocery store. You wouldn't have pears. You wouldn't have berries. You wouldn't have honey on on the shelf. So I understand where people are coming from as far as the migratory part of it. But, you know, we're beekeepers are enhancing the lives of people by providing a food source. And that's what the honeybees do. And they would do it if we didn't have millions of people. They would do it on their own. But we don't have enough managed pollinators to do it on just a willy-nilly type of scenario. It has to be a managed process to be effective. Well, let's try and squeeze one more caller in here. Don in San Leandro, you're on. Hello. Hi. This is Don. Right. Hi. I'm, I'm a backyard beekeeper. I usually have two hives. I've lost both of them in the last year or so. And my concern is not only are hives being stolen, but the bee population is being stolen by the producers of the neonicotinoid uh, pesticides, which I believe has had a major, major effect on the bee population throughout the United States. In Europe, uh, to my knowledge, the Europeans have banned the use of neonicotinoids because they're extremely toxic to bees. Well, thanks for sharing that comment, Don. I don't know, Denise Qualls, just in like 15 seconds, do you have a a thought on the pesticides? It certainly has had an impact on the honeybee uh, industry and the life of them. And most of the toxic um, pesticides that are out there have been banned and are not used around honeybees. We've been talking about beehive thefts at Almond Orchards in California with Daisy Nguyen, reporter for Associated Press, and Denise Qualls, president of the Pollination Connection, a company that connects almond growers with beekeepers. Thanks for your calls and comments. We'll have more forum coming up after the break. I'm Ariana Prail in Fermina Kim.
Coming up tomorrow on Forum with guest host Marisa Lagos, we bring you analysis of the crisis in Ukraine and hear your reactions. And on Friday evening, as part of our Forum Live at KQED series, Mina Kim sits down with Olympic gold medalist and Dancing with the Stars winner Christy Yamaguchi to talk figure skating, the Winter Olympics, and how she's supporting children's literacy through her nonprofit Always Dream. You can be a part of this special night in person or virtually. Visit kqed.org live for more info and to get your tickets. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.